you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back. Week four is over. Tom is back. How you doing, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so I couldn't make it last week. That's all right. We made it through without <laughs> you, unlike your Jets this last week. You know what? We're just going to jump in and we're going to start talking about week four, give you a little wrap up, and then tell you what's in store for week five. And we started off last Thursday with a uh, 0-3 Broncos versus an 0-3 Jets. And in this winless game, somebody actually did yep. come out a winner, unlike the Eagles the previous week, where there were two <laughs> winless games that came out in a tie. <laughs> this week, however, we got another new quarterback out of the Denver Broncos, Brett Rippon, who uh, was not very good, but... Good enough to beat Didn't the Jets. <laughs> yeah. The Jets are terrible. They are just, just, just bad. Although and Sam then, Darnold set a record for the Jets. I don't even know what the record was. What's the record? The most rushing yards by a quarterback. Oh, yes. that <laughs> That's the one good thing about about the entire money. I I loved it. I mean, he dodged a player, and then he, like, dodged another one, and then he took off running. He's, he's like, doing these little juke moves and yes. unnecessary moves that he didn't have to do. And then he, <laughs> he takes off to the end. It was pretty fun to watch that. Everything else was pretty just – it's like it, even, they, even the good drives they had, it was like we should be crushing the Broncos. The Broncos are bad, but we're worse. We're, we're probably the worst team in football right now. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the Giants are right there with you. That's true. It they the both New York teams are actually just yeah. horrible. But we'll get yep. to the Giants later. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, so as far as this game goes, there was only one real like standout, and that's Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard that name in the past before. Every once in a while, yeah. he'll come up with a decent game. And he came up with a good game again, but uh, <laughs> I don't know that we'll be able to rely on Tim Patrick going forward, especially without Drew Locke at quarterback, whether it's mm-hmm. Brett Rippon or Jeff Driscoll, who got in the game to rush once for nine yards yeah. on a designed QB keeper. I don't know what that was all about. Um, but other than that, uh, Noah Fant, he, uh, I think he went down with a little bit of an injury. Um, I don't know. Uh, It says week to week, but I'm not uh, very optimistic about that right now, unfortunately. And he's been pretty good so far. So that one's going to hurt me in a couple of leagues. Uh, Jamison Crowder was Jamison Crowder. If he's in there, he's playable fantasy wise. The only, only guy that Sam Darnold can actually make worthy (laughs) now let me let me say something here because i'm not sure exactly when uh the jets are getting all the receivers back and the crowder came back this last week and that's a good thing um denzel mims i've gotten zero news on him i've been clicking and i'm searching his name i've gotten nothing nothing so i don't know when he's coming back uh brashad perryman though that could be either this week or next week i'm not 100 sure on that but that's a guy that i'm targeting now and I'm actually have him in the big money league. I'm I'm going to okay. uh, 
hopefully hopefully acquire him with a little bit of a bid. I'm I'm assuming I don't have to do much with, uh, no, with a bid not. on that. <laughs> you, uh, use all my fab. Yes. But no, I just, I, 100%. it's something you don't have to you go crazy on, but he could end up breaking out for the New York Jets. There's nothing else there, so if he does do something, he's healthy enough to do something, he's going to give you uh, at least maybe a startable person. And if it's not a startable person, you drop him. It's no big deal. That's right. Well, let's move on. Uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Miami Dolphins. That was a lot closer game than I assumed it was going to be. I, you know what? It's weird. I really think the Dolphins are better than people think. They've played close games every single one of those games. It seems like they're doing something to make them relevant, where I think they're not one of the worst teams in football. They're actually halfway decent. They're just not winning the games that they should be, or not should be, because they're not supposed to beat the, right. the Seahawks. But they're not getting over that hump, and that's there's a lot of young players on that team. So I'm going to say, for as far as non-fantasy purposes, the Dolphins in the next uh, few years to come could be pretty pretty hard to deal with yes especially in that division that division uh if the jets could actually figure out what the heck's going on they're gonna fire their coach uh we we did have one firing already uh somebody's doing something somebody's doing something right but we'll get to that in a minute too but as far as this game goes it was pretty much par for the course although tyler lockett got shut down a little bit Devontae parker had 12 targets and 10 catches so that was nice to see out of him after kind of lock it drop a ball yes that was insane (laughs) i don't know Uh, i was watching live as that one happened too i'm just like whoa uh that that doesn't happen because (laughs) if you remember two years ago russell wilson and tyler lockett hooked up and had a perfect passer rating to each other the entire year so that is not going to happen very often dk metcalf is an absolute stud he didn't get a touchdown For the first time this year but guess what he was just fine and chris carson yep. did his thing so yeah, uh did. there was one Same guy way. in this game that i think a lot of people were on as far as like dfs and getting them in your lineup and that was mike gasicki who only had three targets and one catch so yeah. we'll hold off on uh making a judgment about gasicki because he has looked good so far this year yeah. But the Seattle defense seemed to shut him down. Now we'll move on to a much-needed breakout game. This person has been getting the touches, but finally put it all together for a stud elite performance. That is Joe Mixon with the Bengals against the Jaguars. Mixon did amazing. That was an insane performance, and it would, didn't he come into the week thinking that he was kind of banged up on something? I believe there was an injury him? designation on him coming into the game, and I because I have him in a couple of leagues. I was like, no, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We have to have our studs because it's it's been such an up and down year for a lot of guys already. But yes, right. Joe Mixon finally broke out, 151 on the ground, two touchdowns. And six more catches for only 30 yards, but he got another score. So he put that all together, and it's like a 40-something point game in most formats. And that was enough to vault me to victory where I had him. (laughs) Uh, James Robinson still doing his thing, but I'm almost starting to wonder if it's time to sell on James Robinson. He didn't do bad. Average 4.4 yards a carry. Had a few catches. Just nothing spectacular. 
is it time maybe we try and get some value for those people that got James Robinson on the extreme cheap? Maybe try and flip him for yeah. something. I mean, I don't know. It's it's Jacksonville. That's true. <laughs> Every time I think of Jacksonville, it's just and eh, there's nothing else there that I really feel confident in. I don't know. James Robinson is doing so well. I mean, week one, you you take out. After that, it's 23, 33, and then there's a 17. It wasn't, like you said, fantastic, right. but it's still it's still enough to get you to where you need to be. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with still holding on to James. If you want to trade him right now, I could see something like that happening, but it seems like he still has the value. On the other side of that ball, A.J. Green has been absolutely oh horrendous so far this year. Tyler Boyd yeah. looks by far and away the number one target for Joe Burrow. And yeah. T. Higgins, the last two weeks, has been outstanding. Um, finally, Drew Sample got a few more targets after we put him in some DFS lineups the week before. And when he got nothing this year, it was only three for 47. But, hey, that would have been better than the big fat goose egg that we got the week before. <laughs> Um, and he did have five total targets, so I don't know if Drew Sample's a thing yet or not. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that one, but what are we yeah. doing with A.J. Green? I mean, you can't get anything for him right now, No, and you can't just cut him yet. I mean, you need a game from him, one game, and be like, all right, I'll take whatever I can get. I'd say you need... You need one big game and then, a nu- well, start it out with a solid game <laughs> right. and then a big game. And then you're going to be all, you know, like, well, wait a second. Well, maybe I should hold on to him. No, that's when you trade him. That's when you trade him. You, you, you've seen exactly what you're getting out of him. That's what's going to happen for the most of the rest of the season. Even if he has a solid game and then a huge game, you're going to want to trade him, get some value there because they got other guys they can go to that they like Higgins. You've seen that. I liked Higgins before the draft was even sure. you know, started. And it, the guy is a fantastic wide receiver, and they know that. They drafted him in the first pick in the second round. Yep. So they, they're 100% going to use him there. A.J. Green's just getting old, and it's time to kind of just say, <laughs> all right, see you later, man. I don't know. It, it just stinks because the guy is and was a fantastic wide receiver in the NFL, and for fantasy purposes, he had some really awesome years. But right now, it's almost time to retire his number. It's It's pretty darn close. And then think about this. Would the Bengals be better off if A.J. Green were not on the field and John Ross were not getting healthy scratches? <laughs> Just putting that out there as a super deep threat, a fast guy, you got to keep an eye on him. It's and true. then Boyd and Higgins and Sample and Mixon and Auden Tate and all those guys can keep doing their thing. I mean, it feels mm. like it would almost be better to have John Ross on the field right now than A.J. Green, and I didn't think I would ever say that yeah, in my life. That, I don't know if I'd still want to say that. I still feel like A.J. Green can give something to this team. He's going to be somewhat valuable to like somebody who absolutely needs to start in a big league, but right. at this point, you're not starting him. I'm done with him in the one league that I have him. I'm not <laughs> going to start him this week. I started him this last week, and I said, all right, let's see what he has. But I have Boyd, too, so it That's almost true. feels dumb for me to do both of them. And so I'm just going to have to start somebody else instead of AJ green, but watch, this will be the week he goes. Off. <laughs> it will be, but then mm-hmm. hopefully you can get something out of him or I don't know. We'll, we'll just keep our fingers crossed <laughs> for AJ green, but not looking promising. Right. So let's move on. The Vikings 
finally had a decent offensive showing. We got back to the double-digit targets for Adam Thielen. I'm feeling a little better about him. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook had an amazing day, so that's good. Justin Jefferson has had a couple good weeks in a row now, so Ola B.C. Johnson apparently is not a thing anymore. He's, he is done, dude. <laughs> he's so he's so done. I got rid of him everywhere I got him except for the flag league because that's a deep league. Yeah, you so got to keep him there. <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty crazy how fast he went from the number two wide receiver to – completely not being trusted at all at all and on the other side the houston texans fall to zero and four deshaun watson still has a good fantasy game he had 300 yeah. yards and two yeah, touchdowns will fuller did pretty well will fuller was amazing uh six uh, for uh, one away uh, it's a shocker yeah almost <laughs> uh kenny still showed up and got a touchdown not that we had him in That's any true. lineups yet but yeah. it's it is a, a good thing to see uh, there wasn't a whole lot. It, it was just a bunch of couple catches here from Randall Cobb, couple catches here from Jordan Akins, couple catches from mm-hmm. David Johnson, who is starting to uh, make me nervous. Not that yeah. I have him in a ton of leagues, but he is not able to do what he needs to do because the Houston Texans haven't been able to stop teams, and that's why Bill O'Brien is gone. We mentioned it earlier, but yes, that is the yes. coach. He has been fired, although it was very funny because I think hour, like a couple of hours before they announced Bill O'Brien being fired, they said he was going to take over offensive play calling. <laughs> so I don't know what that was all about. They're like, oh, yeah, he's pretty confident. Uh, I think he was going to take over the uh, play calling for the offense. And you know uh, what? I think we don't want him at all for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> Nah. No, don't do that. Well, here's the thing. With a new head coach, you never really know what's going to happen. So if you're you're still unsure about David Johnson, give it a couple more weeks and see what the new head coach is going to do for this for, for the running back situation there. I mean, it's not like he was absolutely horrendous. It just wasn't good. It's not the it's not the guy you drafted in the second round that you were hoping for. Right. I mean, the week one was good, 22.4 points. After that, eight, and then 14, and then 13. That is not anywhere close to what you want with one of your starting running backs. So you're going to have to hope for a little bit of something better. If you got something better, then maybe you picked up off of the waiver wire somebody – like uh, Mike Davis, something like that. I mean, something right. that you didn't expect to have that all of a sudden is going off. You're going to start him over David Johnson at this moment. Exactly. Um, so going forward, uh, Romeo Cornell is going to be the interim head coach, and he is a defensive-minded uh, yeah, coach. So he, is, yeah. he probably will just let the offensive coordinator take all of the play calling, uh, which yeah. means it will probably stay largely the same. So you can still expect Deshaun Watson to be okay, and then Will Fuller, until he gets permanently injured again, will be okay (laughs) to be put in in your lineups. Let's move on to perhaps my favorite game of the week, and I'm not talking about the Eagles. We'll get to that later. (laughs) My favorite game of the week. I was watching this uh, at work um, here and there, watching the stats, watching the game, And I was just flabbergasted at how this game was going. And I'm talking about the Browns and the Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. That was my favorite as well. Uh, Unbelievable. Everybody just assumed the Cowboys were going to roll over the Browns. I'd been listening to some fantasy stuff on SiriusXM and whatnot uh, the the day before and the morning of. And it was they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take – 
Zeke, and I'm going to take, uh, I forget how it was going to be, but they, they were basically taking the opposite of what happened in this game because, <laughs> oh, it was uh, Michael Gallup. They're like, oh, yep, he's going to have a breakout game, and everybody's on Zeke because they were going to be I mean, up by so much that he wasn't. Uh, he was going to just run the ball all, all over the second half, and he had a good game. Don't get me yeah, wrong. It's he not had like eight catches. one of them did bad. It's just it, they both did really good. It's just we didn't really – nobody really thought that the that they'd score so many points to Browns. Like it was insane the way they were dominating the Cowboys and then they let them come back, but they still ended up winning. But they were, they were just flat-out dominating them in the first half, and it was amazing. Now, one thing about the Browns, Odell Beckham had three touchdowns in this game, but only one of them was thrown – by Baker Mayfield. Yeah, right. So it's not like Baker Mayfield had a huge stat line because he had three touchdown passes. He, one pass was thrown by Jarvis Landry. That's right. Which I absolutely love because I have Landry in the flag league and absolutely have to have that, have him get some points. And, and Landry did get points because of that. And then he had a rushing touchdown as well. So Odo Beckham, is this, is this a sign of things to come or is this something that – is just a outlandish thing that's probably not going to happen for another four weeks. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Odell Beckham having a game like this yes. should lead to more games like this, but it's possible. the Cowboys secondary is trash that's, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it, but that's it wasn't just that. They're not winning games. Exactly. They're because they're terrible defense. So they were scoring plenty of points on offense, but they just right. can't win because their, their defense is just atrocious. Really and, and here's the thing about Odell. One of his touchdowns was a 50-yard run on it's a true. play that the defense just did not cover well. <laughs> they didn't stay in their lanes, didn't do whatever it needs to be. I mean, it could have mm-hmm. been like a five-yard gain, and then you know you let him pass that first line of defenders, and Odell Beckham is just going to keep on going. And then one of his receiving touchdowns was a beautiful pass by Jarvis Landry not just you know a pass that okay he's wide open no Jarvis Landry had to put that ball in a spot where only Odell Beckham could get it and he did it it was beautiful could still play I think he could still play quarterback he could I think he still has it I I don't was it in college or was it in high school that he played I know he played I think it was mostly high school Okay, but man, the guy still has the arm. He got the accuracy. I think he could still do it. And if he was a quarterback, that'd be really hard to defend. It'd be like a Lamar, Lamar Jackson kind of thing. Right. And I don't, I don't think. And he's left-handed, so that always yes. throws me for a loop. Whenever I see somebody throw left-handed, I'm like, "What the heck is that?" Yeah, I saw that <laughs> it looks, play it start. So weird in this day, and he was going to the left-hand side, and I was like, "What is right. going on?" He's not going. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's a southpaw, and then mm-hmm. launched it, and it was a beautiful pass, beautiful catch. So again, there, there's your broad stroke, uh, Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Uh, view because he did great, so he's probably got more confidence going forward. But is he going to be able to score the ways he did here's, again? Here's the thing with OBJ: if if he does, he does great like this, and he's got the confidence, he's going to expect to get that type of right. game again. And if he doesn't, it's going to cause problems. So give it a couple more weeks. If he ends up not having that type of game, and but they're still somewhat solid. Uh, stat lines, I'd get rid of them immediately because you're already you're already seeing that this guy has one big game and then he doesn't get another big game and he's going to cause issues if if it's not going to work out for him. He's a very selfish person when it comes to football. Now the Browns are three and one. 
If they start losing, <laughs> that will be an issue. If they're yes. winning and he's not getting the targets, he yeah. may not be as yeah. Odell Beckham-y as he used to be. Um, but on the other side of that ball, Dak Prescott went absolutely berserk, 502 yards passing, four touchdowns, another 12 yards on the ground, but his team lost by 11 points. <laughs> that should not happen if you have 500 <laughs> yards passing. I mean, I, I skipped the Dak Prescott draft party. I didn't do any Dak Prescott shares. I understand why people were high on him, and this is what you're getting. So you're happy. Yeah. Any, anybody yeah, that has drafted absolutely. Dak is happy, except if you're a Cowboys fan. You oh, don't sure. like why <laughs> this is happening the way it's happening. But Amari Cooper, he went off. I was loving that one. I have multiple shares of Amari Cooper. CD mm-hmm. Lamb is looking amazing. Dalton looks Schultz good. looks like a top 10 tight he, end he, right now. He just came out of the woodwork, and it's all of a sudden, boom, this guy's here. And then there's... Uh, the other wide receiver they have in Gallup is not really that bad of a play either. I mean, all of these guys are getting looks. They can't all have good games every week. So Not yeah. every week, but, man, they sure are right now. They are <laughs> most of the time. But we got to talk about the bad thing from this game, and that is the news of Nick Chubb. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, an injury to his MCL, and he is going yep. to miss several Weeks, his replacement, Ernest Johnson, yep. who he was around last year too and got some carries here and there and didn't look amazing, didn't look horrible. Yeah. But now it's going to be Ernest Johnson and Kareem Hunt. Kareem you, Hunt's going to get a ton of points in fantasy football right now. So if you have him, you're sitting real good right now. I'm telling you, he's going to get the passes. He's going to get all the looks passing. I don't think the Ernest Johnson, when he took over, I don't think he even got one reception after after Chubb went down. So I think Johnson did well. Kareem Hunt like didn't have a catch that game either, just FYI. Didn't. They didn't wow, need to. I didn't to. even realize They didn't that. need to. <laughs> That's true. So that's, that's well, my we'll only have to wait and see on the reception side. Though. Right. My only thing going forward, um, because the Browns and it wasn't like it was a blowout and the Cowboys came back and it was just garbage time touchdowns. Like there was still a point where the Cowboys could have won the game, but then oh, there was yeah. dumb things that happened again. Yep. Another dumb thing on a special teams play where the Cowboys didn't need to touch the ball on a blocked extra point, and they <laughs> did, and it rolled into the end zone. So the Browns got a two-point conversion out of a blocked extra point. So just yep. dumb things like that happening. So mm-hmm. Dernis Johnston had 13 carries for 95 yards. Cream Hunt had 11 for 71. Very, very similar stat line there. Kareem Hunt got the touchdowns. I yep. think there is still a role for Darius Johnson. So if you had Nick Chubb and you don't have a backup, I think he will be fine. You just can't expect Nick Chubb type numbers while he's out. Right. Yeah, I'm just I'm kind I'm picking him up. I'm hoping for it. I'm yes. putting fab money on him and I'm going to see what happens. 
And at this point, you just got to kind of get the guys that you maybe will give you something. And if he goes off, he's going to be in my lineup. So at this point, you just got to pick these guys up off the waiver. And if they don't work right, then you get rid of them and it's no big deal. But these guys, these are the type of guys you got to go after because they are there and they're available. You don't have to trade for them. You just got to go pick them up. Yep. Just got to go pick them up. You can't take your fab money with you after the season is done. That's true. So you mm-hmm. might as well use it on somebody. If you didn't get it on James Robinson or something before the season started or after week one, you got to use it somewhere. So mm-hmm. I would be okay if you spent a ge- decent chunk of fab money on Dearness Johnson. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to Baltimore and the football team. Um, it was not as awesome as I thought it was going to be for Lamar Jackson, but he did kind yeah. of have a confidence booster game. Washington was never really in it. Lamar Jackson had a nice long touchdown run. That was nice to see. I mean, he was gone too. It yeah. wasn't just a, okay, <laughs> <50-yard run. laughs> nobody in front of him, and he just kind of went on. and did, No, he just flew past everybody. And he didn't have a lot of uh, passing yards, but he did have two more touchdowns in the air. And Marquise Brown finally had a decent game. Eight targets, only caught four balls. Uh, Mark Andrews did his thing, three catches, but two of them for touchdowns. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Um, So it's business as usual for the Ravens. Dwayne Haskins has got to be on a shorter leash even going forward because he just – he had – he was sacked three times. Do you know how yeah. many yards he lost on those three sacks? <laughs> well, what does a sack normally lose for yardage wise? I mean, just just thinking about it in your head. Like if it's a quick sack, it's say, five, six, seven I would yards. Say if you get sacked five yards, that can't it can't be more than that. And you have to step up into the pocket at least. Maybe it'll be a three yard loss or something, but it shouldn't be more than five to seven yards for a passing play well he was sacked three times for a loss of 40 yards (laughs) (laughs) so he's running around not knowing what's going on but he was still able to get terry mclaurin 10 catches on 14 targets so it doesn't matter who is that quarterback for washington terry mclaurin is a plug and play we've seen that antonio gibson is okay um didn't get much on the ground, but they were behind, so he ended up getting uh, 82 yards off four catches with a long of 40. So Gibson's still a play unless you have uh, an elite running back squad. But between – Yeah, I'm fine with Gibson still, but um, I just got a question. Okay. Is Kyle Allen really the backup quarterback to Dwayne Haskins? Is that who they're going to go with if they decide I, that I Dwayne Haskins I think Haskins that's just what is – Listed. I can't imagine that. I can't. It's got to be Alex Smith. The you guy would, is successful. He's done well. You would. Is he just think? I. It's so. It's so hard to know what these teams are doing. I don't know. Maybe they're just not activating Alex Smith, or they just say yeah, he's the I, emergency quarterback. I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, Ron Rivera is a good coach, so I assume he knows what he's doing. And maybe it's just a, okay, Haskins has a extremely bad game and, but they let him finish it out or they let Kyle Allen finish it out because they're down by so much. And then they go forward and they're like, okay, 
Kyle Allen and Alex Smith are going to fight for the job this week. And, of course, Alex Smith is going to outperform Kyle Allen. You would think he's going to (laughs) – you would think it. I mean, if if he doesn't outscore or outscore, outperform Kyle Allen, then he's just lost it. And there's no real reason for him to even be on an NFL team. But there's no way he's lost it. It's just – I mean, I say this. It's just a broken leg. (laughs) Just a broken leg. Just almost a career life threatening injury, <laughs> but he he's recovered from that. It doesn't he doesn't lose his mindset when it comes to that. Unless he's no. absolutely terrified to get on the field now, that would change things. But yeah, it, it has to be Alex Smith to be the backup. And that, from my opinion, I wouldn't even wait. I'd put him in right now this next week, but they're not going to. You know they won't. No, they're not going to yet. <laughs> I mean, they are only, what, a half game out of first place in the NFC. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad that the Eagles. We'll get there. We'll the, get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Cowboys aren't even in we'll second get there. place. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Moving along, we have the Saints and the Lions, which um, – it looked a lot closer than it actually was. I think the Saints were very, very good. Latavius Murray, who I only have in one league, but I put him in at my flex this last week because I really didn't like any yeah. of my other options. And boy, howdy, was that a good play this week? He ended up getting uh, two touchdowns, sixty-four yards rushing. Alvin Kamara did his thing. For once, Emmanuel Sanders showed up. Six yeah, catches he got for ninety-three six yards. Yep. Six receptions is what I'm looking at. I need something over five receptions for him to be valuable, and it's about time he did something. Uh, he did get a uh, a few uh, receiving first downs as well, so if that gives you points at all, right? Um, then you get a little something extra there. But, yeah, I mean, finally, Emmanuel Sanders did something. I'm just looking for that offense in the the Saints to get back to a little bit more passing. I mean, Kamara's been great, and he's catching balls and stuff, but I'm just not seeing the – the maybe it's Michael Thomas just being out. I don't know what's it, going on there, but it could be they're just not passing the ball like they should be. Like I'm used to Drew Brees doing. I need to see a little more of that. I really do. And the big name for the Saints this week was Traquan Smith, who had two receiving touchdowns on just yep. four targets. Yep. So yep. if you had to put him in, maybe you were a Michael Thomas owner and were able to pick up Traquan Smith, and you were happy with that production, but. The yeah. Lions, yeah. however, are, again, the New England Patriots 2.0 when it comes to running backs this week. Adrian <laughs> Peterson got in the end zone. DeAndre Swift did almost nothing. Oh, no, I sorry. DeAndre Swift had a receiving touchdown. So they're still going to him in the passing game. Uh, on Johnson is pretty much droppable in all formats, I think. I mean, would you, would you pe- keep him for any reason at this point? No, not a chance. <laughs> There's, he's not even hardly making the field. It's it's sad. Uh, yeah. Matt Stafford had a decent game, uh, two hundred and six yards, so not much passing yardage wise, but had three touchdowns. Kenny Galladay is a superstar. DeAndre Swift got one, and then Hawkinson got the other. And if he wouldn't have got the touchdown, he would have been garbage to play this week. That's yeah. Marvin yeah. Jones is starting to look like he is an aging wide receiver as well. He has mm-hmm. not done much this season. I, do you have well, any I mean, shares just, of Marvin Jones? And if you do, what are you doing with him? I mean, what what literally happened to him this last week? He got like nothing. Nothing nothing he had eight points the week before 12 the week before that's 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 a marvin jones type of day i guess i mean it's nothing special but it gets you 
enough points to get through the week. Right. But man, point point one points on this on this uh, the flag league website. I mean, <laughs> what is that even for? Um, he well, he, he had one catch, yeah, and he probably had a penalty. Like he had to have a penalty. That's the only way you get. I mean, that's just horrible. It is horrible. terrible. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have him on rostered at this point. And there's nothing really special. Even even the highest week two, he had twelve point seven points. That's nothing that you can absolutely start and say, all right, he's going to get me a good fifteen points every week. So was, at this point, he's just droppable. He pretty much is. It. it it's a hard pill to swallow because there's yeah. a lot of people out there like, oh, my goodness, I got Marvin Jones in, like, the 11th round. Like, <laughs> All right, well, hopefully it works out for you. But if it doesn't, don't be surprised. Okay, mm-hmm. um, let's move on to the Cardinals and the Panthers. That game did not go as I suspected it would. Right. Kenyon Drake looked awful. Jeez. Kyler Murray got three touchdowns but only yeah. had 133 yards on 24 completions. What is going on there? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had his targets, had his catches, only 41 yards in yeah. the air. It's, and the guys who got the touchdowns. Of, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, he had plenty of receptions. It's not, it's not the problem, but he just didn't have enough the yardage to get you the fantasy uh, points that you need. But I do have a prescription for Kenyon Drake. Do you? And this is it's going to work out. It's okay. going to work out beautifully. Is at it? least this next week. They play the New York Jets. And oh, so well, have, there you he's go. He's going to have you a good 15-point <laughs> game at least. Yeah, I would Kenyon hope so. Uh, at least. But the guys that got the touchdowns for the Cardinals, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, and Jordan yep. Thomas. I'd forgotten that name until I saw he <laughs> cut it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Jordan Thomas yeah. still plays in the league. But. For the Panthers, uh, pretty much business as usual for them. Mike Davis, mm-hmm. though not Christian McCaffrey numbers, is still a, a low side RB one, high upside RB two at this point. I mean, coming in for for uh, wow CMC, coming in for CMC two uh, two weeks ago, he had sixteen points, and that's just that's like half a game or so. And then he had 25 the next week and 25 again this week. So he is somebody that is 100%. Uh, he's a he's an RB1. I don't know. Even oh, if yeah. it's low end, it doesn't matter. He's still RB1 at this point. And he's going, he's getting you wins. He's winning you he games is. because you picked him up off the waiver wire in most leagues. Uh, the chances that you had him as your on your bench was very low unless you had Christian McCaffrey and you were just hoping you know if, that you didn't have to use him but it, you you ended up having to at that point and now you you're sitting there like I I lost 10 points every game because it's not Christian McCaffrey right. I can deal with that yes but yeah Mike Davis 100% the guy you should have picked up a couple of weeks ago for sure and I got lucky that Mike Davis was still out there in my uh, Superflex Dynasty League, where I have CMC, uh, I almost forgot to check for him. I don't remember at what point during the <laughs> week, but it's one of those where it just runs waivers and you don't pick up anybody first come, first serve. Uh, so I got him, and he did me good again this week. And going into Monday night, the Packers and the Falcons game, I was doing amazing. I was like, okay, just need Aaron Jones to do something, except for the fact, and we'll get to it in a little bit, the other guy had Robert Tanyan. Oh, my goodness. But, yes, we'll get there in a minute. Uh, first, got to talk about Robbie Anderson. 
Robbie Anderson is basically a plug-and-play wide receiver at this point for the Carolina Panthers. This guy is getting target after target after target, and he's catching most of them and getting close to 100 yards every game. What does he have, like 377 yards in four games? That's pretty darn good. I mean, he's on a pace to have, like, what, 1,400 yards on the year? Uh, he's Yeah, he's doing a lot better than he was when he was on the New York Jets, and that makes me a little sad because I'm obviously a Jets fan. And it also kind of makes me happy because I always did like Robbie Anderson. He was kind of a jerk when he left the New York Jets, so <laughs> right. I didn't like that. But he's one of the guys that he's like, when you look at him, he's really skinny. And I'm a really skinny person myself. And so when he goes out on the field, I feel like, you know, there's a connection there. And I <laughs> know him personally. So. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, it's just... I, I, I like to see that kind of receiver. You'll just get hit, get back up, and be like, wow, how, how is he not getting hurt all the time? Robbie Anderson, 18 points per game on average, so 100% starting him pretty much every week. He's getting the targets. He's getting the yards. Everything's there. Do you think Reggie Bonifin is a thing, or was it just because the Cardinals sucked so bad that they were able to get him out there and they didn't have to waste Mike Davis until the next week? Yeah, I don't really know, man. I tell you, it's it's. I'm still. I'm not going there yet. Not going there yet. That's me, though. Okay. Um. I mean, we do have them in the podcast league in which we are four and zero. Just as a low, we should have taken both Mike Davis and Reggie Bonifant. I was like, "Ah, we'll go for the really long shot. I mean, so we have them on a roster somewhere. I don't know that we'll be able to stick them in anywhere, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. Okay, what do we got next? We have a game that looked like was going to be bad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh but my! Yeah, Tom yeah. Brady just came roaring back and unreal. Like showed Justin Herbert who was boss. <laughs> that is pretty much yeah. what happened in that game. I was watching the score and I was like, "Oh man, the Chargers—they're actually in front. They're going to do this." Well, <laughs> guess what happened? <laughs> Austin Eckler goes down, oh, no. and that That's is not good, not good at all. Uh, guy I work with, his number one and number two running backs were Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. No. So he is reeling, and sources say Eckler will be sidelined anywhere from four to six weeks. That's mm. not good, so fire up your Josh Kellys. I don't know about Justin Jackson yet. I think Josh Kelly will the be the guy. That's the problem I have with them. Yes. I, I don't I think it's gonna be more of a split thing between Probably. both of them. And I don't really trust in Kelly and I don't trust in Jackson to give me the fantasy points that I need. But if I'm in a league and I'm trying to get something, like just yes. like the other guys, I'm trying to get something, I'm going after one of them at yeah. least, you know, to see what I can get out of them. Obviously Josh or uh not Justin Jackson. Uh, Kelly is the one that we need to focus on probably a little more because he was probably the starter in air quotes. So I'm not 100% sure. I think they're going to be more split carries and split um, touches maybe so much. Um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely leaning towards Kelly at the moment. But I think if you're going to go after anyone, he's the guy. And there's a chance there that he gets you something for these next few weeks because there's gonna it's going to be out for a little while. Yep. Um, I 100% am on the Josh Kelly side of things. I am not going to argue too much that it won't be a split carry kind of backfield, but I think they want Josh Kelly to be the guy. 
Whether that'll happen or not, the Chargers look bad all the way around. Not that Justin Herbert has looked terrible, but for whatever reason, they're, they got abused. Um, but for the Buccaneers, even though Tom Brady went bananas with his five touchdowns and 316 yard, yards, and Ronald Jones had 20 carries for 111 yards, mm-hmm. and Mike Evans did amazing, and Scotty Miller even being banged up did amazing. Yeah, yeah, O.J. Yeah. Howard... He got another touchdown and is now out for he's the gone. season. He's gone. Now, yeah, it makes you wonder <laughs> if if you got a little bit of Cameron Bray on the free agency, if that's going to be a, a touchdown target. You? Because he did. <laughs> go ahead. You? <laughs> go ahead. We're not supposed to say that first because you know how much <laughs> I like Cameron Brait. I have been a fan of his for yeah. a while. I believe I actually got him in a trade maybe at some point from Joe in the Flag League a few years back. I think he'll he'll correct me on there. <laughs> um, but I love Cameron Brait. I don't know why yeah. he wasn't getting used more because it's not like Rob Gronkowski has been doing anything. And guess it's what? It's amazing how much we haven't said the word Gronkowski. It, it is. It, I didn't expect anything big right. out of him, but he's been bad. He like, is really just not playable. He's garbage right now. Yeah, he he's not really rosterable except for his name alone, and that's what we said before the season started when we did our rankings. Yep. Like, I'm ranking Gronkowski as a tight end one just because his name is Rob Gronkowski. But He's averaging four points per game. <laughs> three points week one, nothing week two, 11 week three, so that's not even that spectacular. And then 2.6 last week, that's terrible. Gronkowski is nowhere even close. And give you a little per- bit of perspective, if you're a Jets fan especially, <laughs> he's below Chris Herndon, who's been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I so, just yeah, put in Gronkowski a waiver claim, and Herndon was the guy I said I would drop. So that tells you <laughs> exactly. a lot right there. But as exactly. far as Cameron Brake goes, yes, I am in favor. If you need mm-hmm. tight end help, I want to pick up Cameron Brake. Just to see. Yep. He got a touchdown this last week. It was his only catch. But yep. he's going to take the place of O.J. Howard. Not saying mm-hmm. he's as athletic as O.J. Howard, but Cameron Brate has been known to find the end zone multiple times throughout a season. So he may be a guy that you can plug in there, stream from week to week, go back and forth. I like yep. it, and it's yep. not going to cost you a damn thing. He's going to be no, so cheap. People probably won't anything, even no. be thinking about it, even though he scored a touchdown this week. People probably still won't be going out to pick him up. Yep. All right. Agree. I mean, that's why I brought it up. So. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, all right, let's listen to what he's got. Hey, that's what I was gonna say. Call darn it. (laughs) Um, Then we've got the terrible, terrible stat line, the boring game. um, Giants and Rams. I don't know how the Rams are three and one. It does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Jared Goff is just meh. The running game for the Rams was horrible. Cooper yeah, Cup that is got a- me his points. Thank goodness. Robert Woods didn't do much. I, uh, the Giants are just bad. Yeah, just bad. I, Devonta I, I, Freeman had 33 yards in on the ground and 35 yards in the air. Evan Ingram finally showed up. He got the most targets for the first time this season. Didn't do a lot with them. It was just a terrible, terrible game all around, and I, I can't put my faith in hardly anybody, especially not on the Giants. I mean, I'm still playing my Cooper Cup, and you got to play yeah. Robert Woods if you got him. 
And Tyler Higby, I mean, besides that one game against the Eagles, he's just been kind of whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's hit three touchdowns, and they were all against the Eagles. Oh. Well, I just my question is, what happened to Daryl Henderson? He was doing so solid for the last couple of weeks, and then he just like go does nothing. Eight eight attempts, eight. Yeah, that's what you're going to give him after the last couple of weeks were so good. Eight attempts for 22 yards. I mean, that's obviously not a great stat line, uh, even if it was on average. But, right. I mean, the guy went really – he did really good the last few weeks before. He had two receptions, and he had a, a reception uh, – well, I can't speak right now. Uh, he had a reception last week, not this week, and two receptions the week before. And he had two touchdowns, a touchdown each in each yeah. one of those weeks. And then he gets eight carries. What is happening right now? That doesn't make any sense to me. And this week, Gerald Everett – Got a rushing touchdown. I didn't see it. I'm guessing it was one of those where it was a pass, but it was a backwards pass, so it technically counts as a run, which <laughs> I hate those. It screws mm-hmm. everybody over. Should have been another Jared Goff touchdown probably. I don't know. Maybe it was an actual rush from the tight end. Maybe it was a um, a dumbed-down jet sweep <laughs> that <laughs> he was in motion and they just happened to hand it off to him. I didn't see the touchdown. Any way you look at it, that's not how you want to get points out of Rams players, but that's it. No. There's nothing to take away from this game other than that the Giants suck and the Rams are inconsistent, but right now are 3-1, and one, so they look better than they probably are. All yep. right. It almost happened again, but not quite. <laughs> Josh Allen, 12 yards short of 300 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Two touchdowns and a touchdown rushing, which his rushing stat line is funny because normally we're used to see he's like, oh, 10 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. Right, right. This yeah. week it was three carries for negative one yard, but he got mm-hmm. the touchdown, and that is all yep. that matters. Yep. Uh, Stephon he, Diggs went off. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm just saying you have to at, at some point consider him to be at least in the realm of possibilities to be the number one quarterback this year. I mean, Russell Wilson is doing fantastic. He had a little bit of a down week this week compared to what he had the first three weeks. Yeah. And then you still got, you got Dak Prescott. It's going to be hard to get Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers out of the conversation. Even Lamar Lamar Jackson. Heck, Tom (laughs) Brady's even doing fairly well for quarterback situations. So he's got to be at least considered to be the best quarterback for the rest of the season going forward. And the fact that you probably got him extremely late in your draft, you're sitting really pretty on that. Yep, and Joe in our chat says, I love Josh Allen, and that's... Love it. If you don't love Josh Allen in this channel right now, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you because (laughs) I was a Josh Allen fanboy when he was drafted. Tom has come on board, and Joe was all about him in fantasy this year. I know he probably doesn't give a crap about the Bills in general, but they have become my AFC team as of right now just because of Josh Allen. Then -hmm. we've got Devin Singletary, who... He's not been amazing, but he is being very consistent where you can plug and play him and you you can just not worry about him. And that's what you want out of a guy like Devin Singletary. You just, okay, five catches, 50 yards on the ground, a touchdown. That's great. That's perfect. That's what you need. Yep, 20 points or so. That's all you need. 
and no Tyler Croft this week. Just the one catch. Uh, he did not mm-hmm. get a couple of touchdowns. I did not put him <laughs> in my lineup. I am still keeping an eye on him. When Travis Kelsey goes on by, I will have to make a decision if I'm going to play Cameron Brait or Tyler Croft or Kyle Rudolph Jeez. or Jack Doyle. Those are my other you- tight ends in that uh dynasty super let's just hope that you see a little more Bray coming forward yes. real soon because you don't want to have to make that decision if <laughs> no, Bray's going to be in nobody just like croft <laughs> is okay well the bills played the raiders and just like last week or resident raiders mm-hmm. fan joe says don't think the raiders are any good they are not <laughs> that good even though they started <laughs> off two and oh they've now lost two yeah. straight Derek carr i mean he had a decent fantasy game uh, Josh Jacobs didn't do much this week. This is the first week he really yeah. just didn't cut it. Um, but Darren Waller, he got 12 targets again, which is exactly not what happened the week yeah. before. I heard that Belichick right. took all the dinks and dunks away from Derek Carr, and that is why Darren Waller didn't get much, and that's why Josh Jacobs didn't get much. So, Belichick had a good recipe to stop Derek Carr from doing what he does best and stop Darren Waller from doing what he does best, just get volume. Now, He's one of the greatest coaches <laughs> to ever coach. Unfortunately, as a Jets fan, I absolutely can't stand the guy, but, I mean, you got to respect the fact that he is an amazing coach. So when you can take away their best – basically their best target on the field, I mean, there's other guys on the team, obviously, that are a big uh, – big, uh, play guys but Darren Waller is their guy their short guy that you can take away entirely and only allow him to get three points in fantasy football and then at that point you're thinking what the heck's happening now Uh, he just had 30 points the week prior I don't know what's happening and then he comes back and gets another 20 points or so the next week after that that's just that's chalk it up to Belichick that's an amazing uh, thing that you brought up there I had no idea about that then uh, you got your Hunter Renfro who did okay just whatever. Enough. He did enough. <laughs> and then you got Nelson Aguilar, who is going to do this just like every three mm. games or so. He's going to have a touchdown and a few catches, and you're going to be like, ooh, can mm. I pick him up? I mm. I mean, if you need real bad help, I guess you could pick him up and play him, but I'm not holding my breath. It is not something I would consider week to week. And then no. six targets for zay jones our boy zay jones what is happening i don't know jones zay jones Jones. i mean we are still rooting for zay jones so (laughs) we'll we'll keep an eye on him but i am not picking him up anywhere (laughs) quite yet i mean six targets only winds up winds up into seven points so that's nothing special no it's about seven points more than you thought zay jones was gonna (laughs) get though (laughs) that's true that's true (laughs) Well, I, I made a, a promise on last week's episode, if you didn't hear the whole thing, Tom. I said if Nick Foles took the Bears to a playoff berth, I would buy a Nick Foles Bears jersey. I don't and think you're going to have I to. don't think that's no, going to happen. Nick Foles did happening. not look very good. <laughs> there, was, no. uh, there was a Reddit post where it was – this week, week four in pictures, and all it was was one picture from each game. And there was, a, you know, a lot of the highlight moments, like the Odell Beckham run was the picture for the Browns game. Well, the picture for the Colts game was 
Nick Foles about to get hit with his face all scrunched together. Go, <laughs> and that was pretty much what happened because this was a stinker of a game too. Philip Rivers here's didn't do they, much. Oh, go ahead. Here's what the Bears can't do. <laughs> they can't go flip flopping all the time. They can't go Trubisky <laughs> then Foles then. It's not gonna. They it can't work that way. So if you're gonna go with Trubisky, do it now and don't go back to Foles. But if you're not if you're not sure about Trubisky, stick with Foles. I mean, it's only one week. See what else he's got. I mean, if it's just that and that was just a terrible week for him. I mean, I don't know what happened when he was on the Eagles. He. He ate he ate some magic beans, you know, whatever it is that he did. He was he was magical that year. Yes, he, he was. He came in for Wentz and he was amazing. He was MVP type caliber kind of player and he won that Super Bowl. Without him, I don't even think Wentz could have won that game. I think Nick Foles was built for that game. He destroyed. I mean, he it was a high scoring game. He destroyed every single drive. Did they even punt in the Super Bowl? They had one punt. That was one it. One punt. I mean, the guy it. was fantastic. He looked elite, but this last week wasn't even close to that. So no. I'll say this. Nick Foles has looked elite way more than Trubisky, so I'm still rolling with Nick Foles. I mean, you got to. I mean, you can't just pull out Trubisky. I was uh, right. I was confused as to why they pulled Trubisky out. Yes, he was not having a good game. Yes, Nick Foles brought them back for a victory, but it was the Atlanta Falcons, and they are terrible on defense this year. <laughs> that is true. But That's true. if they were okay with Trubisky in the first two games, because Trubisky was not good in the first three quarters of week one, and then all of a sudden he pulled out a pulled a rabbit out of his hat after Desmond Trufant went out against the Lions, and he led them to a victory, and he led them to a victory in week two. Yeah. And then week three, yeah. it was kind of like that was the short of a leash as I have ever seen on a quarterback. And we all <laughs> thought he had a short leash, but it was much shorter than I even thought. There is zero right. reason to go back to Mitch Trubisky. If you were already like, oh, no, uh, half, oh, yep, that's it, I'm done, we're not doing Trubisky. Yeah, there is zero reason that they should go back to him for the rest of this season. We yep. will be seeing yep. a brand-new quarterback in Chicago after this year. It will not be Foles. It will not be Trubisky. I don't know who it'll be, but I don't think it'll be either one of those guys. It's going to be some rookie that they trade up to get for one <laughs> spot or whatever. Didn't they already do that <laughs> once? Oh. But let's see. As far as fantasy goes in this game, there really wasn't a lot. Yes, Allen Robinson did amazing. Uh, some yeah. guy named Darnell Mooney had nine targets for the Bears. <laughs> Didn't turn it into a lot, but guess guess who was back on the field for the Colts? It's your favorite tight end. Do you remember who the Colts got this year? Uh, back on the field for the Colts. He wasn't on the Colts end. before this year. He was your favorite uh, tight end my- to worry about in the flag league. <laughs> to worry about? Yeah. Oh. Oh. He used to be on uh, the Bears. And he yeah, used to be on um, the Eagles. <laughs> I see I still have him. I Do you still have him? I didn't even think he was still on your roster. Good He's, old yeah. <laughs> Philly special Trey Burton. Trey actually Burton. got on the God field, had please. five targets, only caught two balls. <laughs> but <laughs> that explains why I didn't know anything about it. I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> no, what? 
I, sh- I should be missing this. No, Trey Burton, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. here. Um, so as far as tight ends go, if you put all their stats together for the Colts, you had an okay week out of a tight end. It would have been four catches for <laughs> around 40 yards and a touchdown, which would have been okay if you'd have played them. But that's between three guys. The guy mm-hmm. who got the most targets in this game was Zach Pascal, and another guy that I know you know well. And mm-hmm. I think going forward, Zach Pascal could be an okay guy to play because the bye it's, weeks are coming up. I'm not yeah. saying you're going to get him in there every week, but when the buys start hitting, I think Zach Pascal will be okay as long as you know you don't have anything else to rely on. If you can get a solid ten points out of somebody <laughs> like Pascal in a no, I'm serious. I know, in a I know. Bye week that's that's killing you right now. Like maybe I don't know what the worst bye week is, but maybe he, you get like week ten or week eight or whatever it is that you got like five guys out. You need something. Pascal can get you ten points. That's what he you can. <laughs> are hoping for out of Pascal when it comes to a bye week villain. All right. The only other player in that game that I would have played was David Montgomery. He luckily had three catches yeah. for 30 yards, but only carried the ball 10 times. And it was an only an eight point game uh, at the end. Both of those teams, the Colts and the Bears, both are three and one. And I have no idea how. The Bears are not that good. The Colts do not look that good. Phillip Rivers seems like he should have given away more games than just the one already so far this mm-hmm. year, but he did not mm-hmm. throw an interception this week, and that was against a, a somewhat decent Bears defense. So um, do you think he's learning something in his old age, or did we just <laughs> get lucky? <laughs> I think I've already answered that question. Yeah, I'm sure you have many, many times before. All right, let's get to the two Monday night games, and then we'll give you some matchup previews for week five. And we Yay. had the two Monday night games because one Cam Newton contracted coronavirus, yeah. which got that game postponed, but nobody else on the Patriots Seems tested strange. positive. It does seem very strange, but it's like how how is the quarterback the quarterback get it? Is he not talking to any of his people? Like is that is that's like that's what the first thing that came to my head was okay. So Cam Newton got it. Somebody else has had that. Like the running backs, the the offensive linemen, somebody. How in the world did he did he not give it to somebody else if he has it? It doesn't make any sense to me unless he's really not. A leader, and he's just a guy that goes out there and plays decent football. Like to me, a quarterback position, you got to be in contact with all your people all the time. You know, practicing with them, doing all that stuff. And I don't know what he's doing, but I just don't understand how. Like all these other guys didn't get it. Like you would think, you would think with how contagious this thing is, that somebody else on the team would have had it. It just seems really strange. It does. Um, I. Far be it from me to tell the NFL how to do things, but um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that we're just gonna have to keep monitoring. And um, uh, speaking of COVID, on the good news side of things, because we did have a game that was scrapped this week, the Steelers and the Titans did not play right. this week. Yeah. That will be moved to week yeah. seven, and I believe there's two teams that will be moved to week eight or something. Um, along those lines, but two days in a row now, there's been no new Titans players that tested positive. So we Finally. might Good be golly. able to open up their facility and have a game played this week. Because if I got to go two weeks without Derrick Henry, I am going to be <laughs> one sad, sad man. But anyway, 
Oh, go ahead. I, that's, I just want to say with that, and that's kind of how you expect it to go. Like it, you get it and you spread it. And then all, all, all these other guys start popping up where with the, with the, uh, New England Patriots, something's you would think it's just monitor all these guys right now because if you have somebody like Edelman or one of the offensive linemen or not offensive or one of the uh running backs that's sitting behind him you know he's handing the ball off to you know these are the type of guys you want to just kind of monitor right now in fantasy football because you don't really know if he's talked to them and if they've not tested positive yet but keep monitoring that situation with them because I have Edelman and I'm just I was a little leery, obviously, because uh, backup quarterback wasn't going to feed him the ball. Right. He didn't get fed the ball as much as I wanted him to this last week. But it just seems to be that you have to keep some kind of an eye on these guys because you never know when the COVID can hit when it just comes all of nowhere from Cam Newton. Like, where did he contract it from? Like that. <laughs> that just. Don't I mean, obviously. It. The players can get it from outside of the right. football world, and if they're taking the precautions that they're supposed to be taking inside the facility, it's at least a lesser chance that the other players can get it. It still seems weird. I'm not it arguing with you there, strange. but I mean that that's the possibility. I mean, if he's not spitting all over everybody, I mean, <laughs> it, it, he'll at least be you know wearing your protective masks and stuff, and maybe maybe that was. What saved him? I don't know. Maybe he wears one of those Andy Reid visors. I don't know what he wears when he's inside the facility. Um, but back to the Patriots and Chiefs game, it was not close, although it felt like it was in the first half. It was like 6-3 to three at the half. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is perfect because I don't have a lot of shares of guys on these teams, so it can be low scoring. Well, then Patrick Mahomes kind of does his thing, and he got Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill and McCole Hardman a touchdown, mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey had his three for 70, which is fine. But the real story of this game, there's a couple of stories uh, for the Patriots. Damian Harris, 17 for 100. I don't know what to think of this because, again, it's still Bill Belichick. It's still yeah. the New England Patriots, and we never know who is going to be carrying the ball in the backfield for New England. But this week it was Damian Harris and I've got to Which think Which makes you th- this is this is why <laughs> it makes you think. Like this are they hiding something? Like they're purposely saying, "Okay, we don't know if you have covered or not. You tested negative, but they're just like we don't want you to play because you've been talking to Cam Newton or something <laughs> like that." Is that why we had a bunch of Damian Harris and Harris out there and he did well, well enough to where you would start him if this was an every right. thing. But it's you got to expect that he's not coming to be the starter next week. And if he is, it's only going to be for one week because they got a bye right after that, and then they're going to go play the 49ers in week seven. So right. there's no way I'm ever picking up Damian Harris. Right? Not, not after the, the quarterback gets COVID, and then the run, other running backs don't even play. Like, what is happening here? Well, I mean, Burkhead still had 11 carries. Burkhead, yes. And James White, because of game flow, had seven catches because they were behind. So I don't know if maybe Harris... Harris never even made the field, though. That's what is weird about this. Well, he had been injured. I don't know if it was all weeks up until this. Well, let me see if I can find it really quick. News items. Maybe I'm I'm just looking way too hard into this, probably. But well, and Sony Michelle went on IR before this week, so that's why Harris got on the field. Um, But uh, a month ago, Harris was on IR with a hand injury, so I don't know when those 
three weeks started, if it was the first three weeks of the season, okay. then this was his first eligible game back. So maybe that makes a little more sense as to why he wasn't on the field. And I'm just probably making way too much about it, but it just seems really <laughs> strange. I'm just going to keep going with it. But the other story, besides Julian Edelman just dropping a ball into the hands of Tyron Matthew <laughs> for a pick six, was yeah. Demir Bird, a whole 10 targets, five catches for 80 yards. Uh, there wasn't much. Nikhil Heary got the touchdown, but he mm-hmm. only caught three balls for 21 yards. Uh, of course, it was Brian Hoyer to start. Jared Stidham to finish. He's the one that got the touchdown, but he also threw two interceptions. So they need Cam Newton back to succeed as a football team. The Patriots are now two and two. And if they have to go with either one of these quarterbacks and and just, just think about this. If the Patriots would not have signed Cam Newton, this is what we would have been seeing for four games already. It would have been, it would be horrible. <laughs> they be would horrible. be zero four, almost no they, doubt. I don't know if they'd be zero four, but Ooh. they would not be successful. No. They wouldn't be anywhere close to what they have with Cam Newton. Now, Bill Belichick's a great coach, so there's no question to me he's going to get a win out of four games. But right. He gets he gets a win every four games. It's the quarterback <laughs> that gets the rest of it, though. That's why Tom Brady was successful with Bill Belichick because not only does Tom Brady get you a couple wins out of four games, but Bill Belichick gets you one as well. Right. So that's a three and one start for the New England Patriots, and they end up going to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl every freaking year. Yeah. So, <laughs> except for when they play the Eagles and the Giants. Let's yes. Let's not forget the NFC Giants, East. But, <laughs> right. The NFC is <laughs> except for the Cowboys. In the no in the in the Washington football team, they didn't they didn't make it. Mm, that's too bad. <laughs> um, one more point before we move on to the Packers and the Falcons is Clyde Edwards Hilaire was okay again, just yeah. not that first round talent. That first week really got us going. Like here we go, everybody yeah. was right that drafted him in the first round. Well. 64 yards and three catches for 27 yards in the air. That's it's not enough. a first-round running back. It's okay. No. You are you can't pull him out of your lineup. But I at this point, I'm almost hoping. Now, I have no share. Oh, I should say that. I have one share of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a league mm-hmm. that really doesn't mean anything. But I don't have any meaningful shares of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But if I did, I would be hoping for one more great week out of him. And I'd see what I could get out of him because this well, does this not, point, he's not going to win you a league. Right. I completely agree with you on that. The guys are going to win your leagues is Kamara, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Zeke, uh, even Chris Carson's kind of there. I mean, he's been sure. a pretty good year so far. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking that uh, he's top, he's top 12 right now, I would assume. So he's still a, a running back one, but he's, creeping on the running back two area now it doesn't help and he's going to probably stay in running back one a little bit because underneath of him is austin eckler and nick chubb so well henry and mccaffrey are behind him too so if they were playing (laughs) all their weeks and staying healthy uh, there's a lot of guys that could overtake him real quick james connor was another Mm -hmm. one who did not get to play this week that would probably be right around there and miles sanders didn't play week one there's a lot of guys that would be right above Clyde Edwards Hilaire, at least average wise, because let's it, let me sort it by average real quick so I can see what that all is. All right, uh, Edwards Hilaire is now 16th when it comes to go. average 
Average. Yeah, that's that is not good. Not that tells you a little bit of something. A little bit, a little bit. We'll keep our eye on it. All right, one more game, and I uh, referenced it earlier because I was not very happy that Robert Tanyan <laughs> completely just went off the rails. Six catches for 98 yards and three touchdowns out of a tight end from Green Bay. When is the last time we had an elite performance from a tight end with Aaron Rodgers? I, 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 the, um, uh, Finley, is that, that's probably the last one. Right? Maybe. I think it probably would have been. I it mean, it has to be Finley's the only one that anybody was ever actually starting and saying, I feel really confident about this. Yes. No, Tanya, I don't even know what to think. Do you, do you just sit there and like, okay, maybe is this, is this going to be an every day, every week thing? Or is this just completely the fact that he didn't have his number one receiver out there and he just found Tanya and open all the time? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine. <laughs> Go ahead. I think Robert Tanyan is an excellent play when Devontae Adams is not out there. And yep. I think he's an okay play when he is. Because Robert Tanyan right now, I believe, only has like 14 total targets. He's caught 13 of those targets. Great. He has five touchdowns on those 13 catches. Obviously, that pace cannot be be kept up with and going forward it's probably it's going to be a situational basis but he's he's going to be a threat of some kind so teams are going to have to account for him and that might mean when Devonte adams finally gets back on the field which it sounded like in his mind he was ready to go and mm. he's not too happy because uh, he tweeted out there, I'm doing all I can, but apparently I don't know my body as well as other people do. That seemed <laughs> well, a little dig. It's not the fact that they didn't know that he was ready to go. It was the fact that they wanted to try and win without him and that they got a bye week in week five. So now they give him that, all this rest. Yes. They're going to know 100% that he's ready to go against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in week six. And continuing on Tanyan, he is only at 52% owned in in most leagues. So if, if you need tight end help, at this point, <laughs> yeah. it's worth a shot going with him. I mean, week three, five receptions. Weeks, week four, this last week, six receptions. Obviously, three touchdowns is insane. But, I mean, he's got five touchdowns altogether. I mean, the guy has been solid enough to where you can say, all right, at least there's at least something here that I can get out of him and nothing special, but he's, he's 52. It's worth a owned. shot. It's I mean, worth a shot. It's worth a shot going for the guy. Yes. Um, Aaron Jones got a receiving touchdown. So he had a decent week, uh, all things considered uh, on the Falcons side of things. It was not a good day fantasy wise for most I believe Calvin Ridley did not catch a ball. That hurts a lot of players. Yeah. Todd Gurley, he had two touchdowns, but again, did his thing 3.6 yards per carry on the ground for 57 yards. He's getting you points, but it's not elite points like it used to be. And then there's a guy named Olamide Zacchaeus. I think that's how <laughs> you say it. I'm not 100% sure. He had nine targets, eight catches for 86 yards. That was as good as it got in the air for Matt Ryan. Thank goodness I did not play Matt Ryan this week. And, of course. Is he only on the field because Julio's not there? Is that the reason? More than likely, yes. And Julio Jones right now 
has got a little bit of a hamstring thing. And this is yeah. exactly what we were afraid of without having a preseason. Those hamstring injuries that would have happened in the preseason are now lingering into week four and now week yeah. five of the regular season. And Julio has been known to have these kinds of injuries in the past. It sucks. It sucks a lot because you and I both have him in some big leagues. So we're yes. we're getting yep. a little um, concerned with our Julio Jones usage and, or the lack thereof because of these yeah. little injuries. Absolutely, and I'm I always I already have guys that are questionable uh, coming into not even they didn't even play this last week. Philip Lindsay didn't play. I, I'm sitting here thinking I mean I'm still holding on to get Dallas Goddard because at some point if he comes back, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I want to have that. I mean there, there's there's guys that you're starting that you don't for particularly feel comfortable with, and then you got Julio Jones. I didn't feel comfortable putting him in there, but when he was on the field, I was like, okay, at least I'm getting something right. out of Julio. And I, I did. I got a little bit out of him, and it was enough to get me over the hump. But, man, that's not anywhere close to what I'm drafting Julio Jones at. So at this point, I'm really quite perturbed because hamstring <laughs> and I hate it. The word hamstring just it, – it gives yes. me the – the the heebie-jeebies i guess the chills I, I i can't stand it when i hear hamstring i'm like okay he's he's up and down all year it's going to be a completely a horrible thing to wash to watch not wash there's no reason to wash a hamstring <laughs> but <laughs> but i mean you got all these other guys that you could be playing and i am hines even i could have put in there i mean there's a lot of different guys yep and then the other surprise from that game was jamal williams eight catches for 95 yards. I mean, we can't expect that every week. Although, if for whatever reason Devontae Adams is still out, I think maybe you can expect that out of any of the running backs and the tight ends. I believe yeah. Aaron Rodgers was 20 of 20 when throwing to a tight end or a running back on Monday night. Mm -hmm. Just just some food for thought. And he did not say hard count when he got the Falcons to jump <laughs> off sides, it was not, it sounded an awful lot like it. I know you've all seen that article out there. He did not say hard count and get them. It was like hut go. <laughs> he says that a lot, but he yeah. did go on the Pat McAfee show, I believe, and say, no, I did not say <laughs> hard count. I wish he would have. That would have been great. It would have been great. <laughs> would have been amazing. He's going to do it next week. He's going to do it next week. I he might now. Gonna, he might now. And then he's going to say, no, I, I didn't do it. that again. No. Why would I? <laughs> no, come on. He's going to make all them like uh, conspiracy theorists and people. Oh, he says it. He says it. I know it. Every time. Yep. He's like, no, I've never I've never said that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe he'll have a, <laughs> a smirk on his face. I just watched an old highlight, if you remember, from... I think it was seven years ago now, the wow. Ravens and the Steelers. Do you remember a kickoff return from Jacoby Jones in which Mike Tomlin was basically on the field and made him cut in at the last second and maybe get tackled? But Mike Tomlin mm, I do was remember there, him, yeah. and he was yeah. smirking after that play like, mm -hmm. oh, he like did he didn't purpose. know what was going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I see. 
So, yeah, that, uh, well, that'll wrap it up for week four. Uh, hopefully you guys had the right guys. Hopefully you don't have <laughs> Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler like my coworker does in his league. Mm. Cause mm-hmm. that is, that's a dagger. I mean, I don't know how you yes. come back from that. You're putting all your fab mm. for Josh Kelly, Dernis Johnson, Damian Harris. You're trying to get two of those guys and you got to try and use your money wisely, but if you're going to try and win, you're going to have to use all your fab right. up to do it. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's move on to week five. The Thursday night game is actually an intriguing matchup. Unlike last week, we have Finally, <laughs> the Thursday Buccaneers and the bears. I'm not saying it's going to be a good matchup. It's just intriguing to think about because it's <laughs> Nick Foles versus Tom Brady. Both of them in new uniforms. We had, Four, count them, four wide receivers that did not practice today for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. My guess is that's just precautionary. And if I had to guess, the only one that won't play this week is Chris Godwin. So yeah. I believe you'll be okay with Evans and Scotty Miller if you're playing them. And sneak some Cameron Braid in there, maybe in some DFS lineups if you play the Thursday games. I would yep, definitely yep, yep. be buying on that one. Is there anything that sticks out to you in this game? Not really. I mean, I think you pretty much covered everything there. That's pretty much it. All right. Then we got our noon games on Sunday. You already mentioned it a little bit earlier. The Cardinals versus the Jets. You say it's going to be an absolute Kenyon Drake week. And Joe Flacco is probably going to start. That's what I'm hearing. They're not going to play Darnold this week. I didn't see that at all. I mean, I haven't really been following. I've been really busy the last couple of weeks, but um, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I don't care as long if Adam Gase is still the head coach. It doesn't matter. No, because it because I, I want to see what Sam Donald can do without Adam Gase. Now, if Joe Flacco goes out there and wins the game, then Joe Flacco's probably a better quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that's at that. I'll admit to it. But Sam Donald, I just want to see what he can do with somebody who actually knows how he responds to football. Right. Like Adam Gase knows nothing about how to handle his players. We've already seen that plenty of times already. And he's just, he's very just, he's almost too focused on one thing. And when he gets focused on one thing, he can't focus on anything else. And so it makes everything else garbage. And I've seen a lot of that. And I'm, you can tell I didn't do the back row Jets show this week because I'm going crazy yeah. right now. But he, it's just absolutely insane to me that they, they didn't fire him after they lost to an 0-3 team, and now we are the worst team in football. Come on. What is happening here? No, I'm not taking anyone except for the chance that if Perryman is available, I still haven't seen that yet. Right. In Crowder, obviously I'm sticking with Crowder either way. But if Perryman's available, there's a chance in a deep league that I'm going to give him a, a solid flex spot. But that's that's really... Yes. Taking it there. All Monitor the it as we really go this do. week. Um, then we might as well talk about the first place Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> uh, did we even talk? No, we didn't even talk about that game first, last week. First place. First place. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we missed the Eagles game. Yeah, uh, that's because the, the <laughs> list that I was looking at, it keeps my team in the front and I was scrolling through. So I guess we should probably talk about that one really quick. Yes, we had a decent game. Yes, the defense played amazing for the Eagles, but it was not a 
beautiful thing. <laughs> Travis Fulgham apparently is yeah. our savior. Uh, and he mm-hmm. barely caught that ball, too, for the touchdown. He got it. Don't get me wrong. He caught it. <laughs> we won, but we were trying to give it away at the end. C.J. Beathard even came in and almost uh, marched down the field on us. And George Kittle, holy crap. Oh, my goodness. 15 catches on 15 targets Jeez. for 183 yards and a touchdown. He doesn't even get that when Garoppolo's out there. And that, I mean, that's no. backup that's backup quarterback stuff right there. That that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Well let's uh that guy, that guy, that guy. Well that and the yeah. Eagles suck against mm-hmm. tight ends. We have covered this. If the tight end is playing against the Eagles, put him in your lineup, <laughs> which brings us to week five and the Eagles versus the Steelers. Eric Ebron is going to be a nice little sneaky play oh, this week. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. DFS, yep. DFS, yep. indeed. Um, but Pittsburgh had their bye week, so they're going to be <laughs> nice and rested. And Juju is going to get his thing, and James Conner is going to get his thing. And the Eagles are probably going to be terrible again. Although Jordan Mailata starting his first game at left tackle didn't look too bad. I was pretty happy with what I got out of a guy <laughs> who never played football up until last year. So I'm okay yeah. with that. But as far as guys in this game, yeah, just, just start all your Steelers. <laughs> and you're not sitting Miles Sanders, and in some leagues I don't have a choice but to play Carson Wentz, so Jeez. I'm going to have to play him. Um, I think Alshon Jeffrey is coming back soon. I have not heard if it's going to be yeah. this week. Um, but yeah. no, NBA, I would not sit my boy Sanders. He's still going to get his. No. We target yeah. him a decent amount, and he's going to get yards. They are not using Miles Sanders, in my opinion, to the best of his ability right now. They're doing a lot of up-the-middle runs with Miles Sanders, and I don't get it. And then they're trying these outside swing passes that are basically telegraphed. they got to get him in space. If they can get him in space, he's going to do what we saw him do last year. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, it is it's it's Pittsburgh. So if you want to consider sitting him, I understand why right. you want to consider sitting him because Pittsburgh's defense is pretty good. But the last two weeks before this last week, 26 and 17 points. That's enough to where yes. you're getting a good start out of him. It's not like he did so bad you were like completely <laughs> in 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 awe of how bad he did. He had 11.5 points this right. last week. So it's not like he completely unstartable. And I'm still starting him, even if it's in a flex spot. I'm still going to end up starting him. It doesn't matter if it's if I'm getting 10 points out of him. That's probably what I'm going to get at my, out of my flex guy anyway. So, yeah, you still got to roll with him, although I would understand when because he, he's going against Pittsburgh that if there might be a If you have there. another great option, or an insane matchup, right. you know, like not that you're sitting Kenyon Drake, but if you had, if it was between Drake and Miles Sanders, you're playing Kenyon Drake hands down this coming week. So yeah. I guess matchup that's where it is. It, it's, it's a matchup thing, but there's always that old fantasy football adage, start your studs. If you drafted Miles Sanders in the first or second round, why are you putting him on your bench if you think he's that good? Yes, it's a good defense, but guess exactly. what? Good players yep. can still score points against good defenses. Um, and then we have a question about Brandon Ayuk or Emmanuel Sanders. 
That is a very, very, very good question because <laughs> neither one of them have been very consistent this year. Brandon yeah. Ayuk is a special talent. He he is he's got so much athleticism that it's hard to not get him in your lineup. But when you got guys like Nick Mullen and C.J. Beathard throwing him the ball, I don't have much confidence in him. So I would still go with Emmanuel Sanders as of right now. Emmanuel Sanders, and, and let, until uh, uh, Michael Thomas comes back, he's going to be at least a guy to get you enough points to get you through the week. I, I wouldn't trust Anaya yet. I mean, I want to see a little more out of that. And plus, Garoppolo isn't out there. It just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Then we've got an interesting matchup, Bengals versus the Ravens. Joe Mixon finally blows up, but the Ravens <laughs> are still the Ravens. Um, you can't sit him. Uh, we already talked about AJ Green basically being damn near droppable. Yeah, um, he is. And on the Baltimore side, there's nobody you're sitting there. The thing that I'm concerned about with Baltimore right now is the Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins situation. Neither one of them are doing much. Granted, they haven't had to, or they were so far behind that they couldn't get on the field to get carries or anything. So I I have them Mark both Ingram's in one in, league, and I don't know what to do. Ingram's still a start at this point. I mean, he had 11.9 points. Uh, what did what did he, uh, what did he Dobbins do this last week? I, not, I that much. Not much at all. That's probably why I can't see it because he's not even on this list. Right. So, yeah, there's no reason to even consider going Dobbins here until he actually makes a move. I haven't seen that happen yet. Yeah, I mean, basically Ingram has been okay if he scores a touchdown. It's enough to get you, yeah. But if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's getting you like 30 or 40 yards, and it's just not not what you're looking I mean, who, for. Who, do, who else do you have? Who else do you have that you can start over Ingram right now? Yeah, not much. Um, with all the running back injuries that we've had already this year, it's already slim pickings. <laughs> exactly. Now maybe go out and pick one of these running backs up that we talked about earlier. Yes, I'm trying to get because, a couple of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got Jacksonville and Houston, a couple of interesting teams. Houston 0-4, Jacksonville 1-3. Nobody thought Jacksonville would be good this year, mm -hmm. but it seems like they've been overperforming to an extent. Uh, DJ Chark finally gets back on track. Chark, man, that's the guy I want to talk about a little bit. Because, okay. I mean, just just look at what he did this last week. I mean, eight receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. That's huge. He's coming back. He's coming back. Now, week three, he, was, he didn't play. So we're talking about somebody who's coming back into the realm of being the guy he was last year. I am ready to, to start playing DJ Chark, and if somebody's willing to trade him away to you, pick him up now. He's going to be big for the rest of the year. I think he's going to have a huge rest of the year. Not saying he's going to be a fantasy um, number top five guy for the rest of the year, but he's going to be big enough to where you get at least a good start every single week and you don't have to question it. Just put him in and you know 100% he's there because the first two weeks, 12 and 13 points isn't enough to where you absolutely 100% know he's going to be starting for you. But when you get a good 30 points out of him mm -hmm. that one week, I think he's coming back to where he was last year. Yeah, Network and I talked about uh, DJ Shark a little bit last week and that's basically what I said is don't get down on yep. DJ Shark. He didn't have very many targets when he was on the field. 
So when he gets on the field right. again, he's probably going to start getting targeted more. And guess what? He did, and he did really, really well. Really good. Yep. Uh, on the other side of the ball in that game is Houston. <laughs> Owen for Houston. <laughs> Will Fuller. Uh, you're playing Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Some people still have to play David Johnson, and um, dude, I'm a little scared of that because I think I think Duke Johnson's coming back, isn't he? Uh, Duke Johnson was back. Was he back this last week? And he got oh, more. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm targets. scared of that. That's, yes, that's not good. The game flow in that, and again, it could be different, uh, but it just didn't seem right that Duke Johnson was getting more targets. David Johnson is still a completely reliable pass catcher, and I don't right, know. Right. They only pass. He's two receptions. Come on, man. You're only getting three targets. Come on. Right. That's uh, not right. The game of the week, as far as I'm concerned, is Buffalo and Tennessee. Tennessee coming off, again, their bye week and mm -hmm. uh, facing the red-hot Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. So many guys to play in this game, but both defenses are pretty darn good too. Yeah. Is is there anybody that you're leery on playing, and is there anybody you're 100% confident in playing besides Josh Allen? Well, I'm 100% confident in playing uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, they even know that the defense of the Bills is really good. They're going to still give him, him, him the ball. Um, there's no question there anyway. I mean, the the – we, regardless of the fact that maybe he's not as good as he was last year, and Tannehill, I think, is still going to have a somewhat of a solid game. I wouldn't, obviously, probably not starting him anyway unless you're in a two-quarterback league. Um, but if you are, he's at least startable this week. I would say uh -huh. that anyway. He's not He's not sitting there you know, scoring uh, 50 points or anything like that. He's going to give you probably 20, 25 points at the most. Um, the the Wells defense is still good. Um Josh Allen's 100% start every single week until he gets hurt. Uh, and if he doesn't get hurt, then he's uh, probably in the running for number one quarterback. <laughs> I already said that. And the thing for the Titans is before they had their bye week, A.J. Brown was banged up. Now they've had a week to rest. Again, we have not gotten any confirmation that the Titans are ready to play a game this coming week because of all the positive yeah. tests that were yep. the last week or so. But they're trending in the right direction, and if they do get to play, which I hope to God they do, <laughs> because we can't have Tennessee have two weeks off in a row, then, Ooh. yes, A.J. Green is probably back to full strength, and it will be very interesting to see if Tredavious White is following him or what kind of defense the Bills play, and if Ryan Tannehill can take advantage of whatever is going on on that side of the ball because A.J. Brown is a guy they need to get going in order to win that game. I was going to say, I had to correct you. I was like, who now? You said A.J. Green. Did I say? It's a, what <laughs> color? A.J. White, A.J. Purple, A.J. Yellow. I don't care which one. Just get him on the field. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But, yeah, I agree with you. We can move on to the next game. Then the next game is an AFC West game. Chiefs versus Raiders. Um, if Joe is still in the chat, I wonder what he thinks his chance are of his Raiders <laughs> coming back and looking like the Raiders the first two weeks compared to the last two weeks. But we all know how this one goes. 
It's not yeah. going to be a Bill Belichick game plan versus the Raiders to keep him down. It's going to be Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey probably leaping out to a good lead, and then Darren Waller getting peppered with targets and a couple of whoever, Zay Jones and Nelson Aguilar, maybe getting a <laughs> touchdown. Maybe Jason Witten gets another touchdown, oh uh, something gosh. stupid like that. And mm-hmm. the, the problem with this game might be that Josh Jacobs doesn't get to get his carries and doesn't get that yep. volume. I'm afraid for it, but you can't take him out of your lineups. And no, I'm not going to read that one on air, Joe, but suffice to say, Joe doesn't think they're going to do well. Well, if he doesn't get, <laughs> if he doesn't get the, the attempts that, uh, that he got in week one and week two, he had fifth, or he had 25 attempts week one. He had 27 attempts week two and week three, it jumped down from 27 to 16. Yes. And then last week was 15 mm-hmm. and it's trending in the wrong direction now. Yes, and it, it is. I just going against the chiefs. You can't imagine he's going to get that many more carries because they're going to have to throw the ball. Cause they're probably going to be behind. Right. And he I, might give more receptions, but I don't know. I, he's only had three in the last three weeks. Yeah. He in, started in off game, great, so, but not the last right, three right. weeks. So, Temper expectations, not putting them in any DFS lineups this coming week. I'll say that right now. <laughs> and then we have the Rams against another NFC East garbage opponent, the Washington <laughs> football team. But, um, man, I almost feel it'll be another, like, 17-9 to nine game like it was against the Giants. This is just not good. The, the Redskins have a decent D-line and that will probably stifle some Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown again. I don't know what to think of this one. The only person, okay, there's two people I'm confident in playing, Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup. Those are the guys yep. that I think will I be all right. I was going to say exactly <laughs> that because you're talking about all these other guys. I'm not touching the running backs in the Rams. Not nope. touching it. Not even going close. I don't want to touch it after last week and what they did. It makes no sense. So I'm not even going there. But, yeah. That's the only two guys, Cooper Cup and McLaurin. That is it. That is all I'm touching on that team right now. Uh, unfortunately, if you have Robert Woods, you got to play him again. Last week against <laughs> no, a terrible man. Giants team, he had like six catches for 35 yards or something, and that's just not uh, what you're he, hoping uh, he for. He has he has had one good week. Well, no, I guess week one was okay, but uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. he had a 21 21.5 game, but. This last week is only ten points. I mean, that's not anywhere close yeah. to where you want him to be. I mean, Robert Woods is not. You knew already he wasn't going to be his fantastic guy, but you were expecting more than ten points. You get at least fifteen out of him, right? But yeah, you didn't get it. Then we've got Carolina and Atlanta. Um, we're hoping Julio is okay, but I'm not holding my breath. He may oh, man. may have to stay out of my lineup for another week. But then you've uh-huh. got Mike Davis, who could have a field day with the Falcons. That defense is just awful. And then we Man, gotta it's... hope for a bounce back game from Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore's been subpar. You're putting Robbie Anderson in your lineups. This is just Every a week. crazy, crazy football season so far. Matt Ryan has been awful. I'm hoping he can turn that around. Thank goodness the only league I have him in, I ended up with Aaron Rodgers as my backup quarterback. So those roles are reversed. Aaron Rodgers is now the starter. Matt Ryan is the backup. So I'm not too worried about it. But, 
Matt Ryan, I thought, even being 0-4, you would have thought Matt Ryan would have much more fantasy points and fantasy relevance than he has up to this point in the season, and he's just not doing it. And I yeah. don't think he can start with Olamide Zacchaeus and <laughs> Ru- Russell Gage as his top two targets. So, yeah, don't hold your breath I, on that game. I just don't know what to think because I don't, I'm pretty sure Julio's not playing, and I'm pretty sure Calvin really is going to play, but I don't know whether or not he's going to get any targets. They're just going to surround him all over the right. place. So maybe you do get Russell Gage and Zacchaeus. Um, I'm not saying his first name. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, and you, maybe they do get some stuff. And then these maybe. guys are going to be, well, maybe Russell Gage might not be available, but Zacchaeus will 100% be available yes. in your league. So just go out and pick him up and, and shoot. And then coming to DFS, yes. man, he's going to be cheap. He's I will be, be looking at that one for yep. sure. All right. We've got Miami and San Francisco. Um Still, I don't know if Nick Mullins is their guy or if they're going to go with C.J. Beathard. They both looked awful against the Eagles for the most part. Beathard was moving the ball, but we were kind of playing our prevent defense, which I hate doing that. (laughs) Um, But there's a lot of guys that you could start in this game. Um, Devontae Parker's looking great. Uh, Gaskin's doing okay if you got him up off waivers a couple weeks back. I don't know um, if... The 49ers will get any of their running backs back this week. If not, Jarek McKinnon is still an okay play. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who knows? Maybe he could be an okay play again this week. Uh, but For us, yes. For yes, us, yes, in a super flex league <laughs> that we're hoping. I put in for Joe Flacco in that one. Because Aaron okay, Rodgers yep. is on bye, we needed a second quarterback. Or we hope that Alex Smith gets name starter before next week. That's going to be an ugly win. <laughs> we may That's, have our first uh, loss in the podcast league because we don't have Aaron Rodgers. So oh. we'll see about that one. Uh, then we got Denver and New England. Um, again, we're waiting on word if Cam will get back. I'm assuming he will. If he tests negative you know, for the rest of this week, I'm assuming he'll get back out there and play. I don't know the rules that well to know if he has to be out for a minimum of 14 days or however it works or if they just get a bunch of negative tests back we'll keep an eye on it because people need cam newton back in their fantasy football lineups (laughs) now i just want to go back a little bit to uh, and i'm sorry i got sidetracked but i'll go back to the jets thing because you're talking about joe flacco and i'm just thinking like wait a second how come i haven't heard about this and i'm you know because i've been busy and stuff but I'm just looking at it. They didn't just flat out say, Joe Flacco, you're the starter. Like, they're not saying, right. Sam Donald, you suck. They're, it's Sam Donald got hurt last week. Yes. He got pummeled I, into the ground. And I don't know how that's not a flag. Still nobody answers that no. question for me. Nope. That, uh, that's but, 100% a flag in this day and age. Anyway, yeah. Don't have to get I should it. have qualified but, that earlier that because of Darnold's shoulder injury they're going to keep him out for a week but yes that is the reason we're getting joe flacco not because he's going to be the starter for the rest of the year but because we need a super flex for this week somehow some (laughs) way other otherwise we're going to be playing greg ward in the super flex and you know hoping for the best opportunity though so it is find him listen if he 
He wants the job. He's going to start audibling from the stupid dump-off passes <laughs> that they have them doing with Sam Donald. You remember who you're talking about? Joe Flacco, the it, king of dump-off passes? This is his opportunity <laughs> to make a, a, a name for himself other than on the Ravens. If he wants to be the starter, yeah. he needs to do it this week. That is true. And then for we were talking about Denver and New England, and then we were talking about Flacco. Let's talk about Denver and New England for just a second. Um, I don't know if they have announced whether it'll be Brett Rippon again or Jeff Driscoll. I I think uh, Drew Locke is wow. still out for a couple of more weeks. It's disaster. Um, it's going to be backup quarterback versus backup quarterback, and it's going to be it's going to be the Patriots. They're going to win. More They're than likely. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anybody, even Jerry Judy this week, I would have a tough time fitting Jeez, into man. a lineup. Tim Patrick in was the, the guy one, last the week. He, the touchdown he got against the Jets was garbage. It was. That, that was and, terrible and defense. I can't stand listening to the announcers because that was uh, – well, no, that wasn't uh, – That was Pierre Desir that was on him on that play. No, no, no. It's the, it's the announcers. I'm trying to oh. think of who it was. Oh, it was Joe Buck and uh, Troy Eggman. Oh. They were saying, they were saying that he went up and like Randy Moss and snapped. Like, yeah, no, he didn't. About? <laughs> that was an absolute garbage play by DeSeer there. And then yes. he ended up making it up for it. He because did. He, you know, that pick six, but man, that was a garbage. And they're talking about him being Judy, being Randy Moss. And I was like, you can't compare him to Randy no. Moss. Get no. out of here. It fell into his lap. But anyway, Anyway, uh, I'm not starting them this week. <laughs> no, not starting them. Uh, then you've got the myriad of questions other than Cam Newton, whether or not it's going to be Damien Harris still, uh, or it's going to be James White or Rex Burkhead. You, you always have that question there. Then you've got the Demir Bird question. If he's going to keep getting targets like he has the last couple of weeks, he could be worth uh, you know, a DFS pickup. I don't know that I'm putting him in many regular lineups unless it's a deep deep league but Nikhil Harry hasn't been consistent enough to get him into lineups and Julian Edelman it's hard to take him out of a lineup even though he had like three catches this last week so still starting him yeah still gotta start him and we've got Indianapolis and Cleveland a couple of three and one teams not very likely three and one teams but nevertheless they are both above 500 and you don't know what to expect from either team. You really don't. It's Philip Rivers, and we know he can implode at any time. And like you said <laughs> earlier, Baker Mayfield was not the reason that Odell no. Beckham had three touchdowns. No, nope. So I don't nope. know what to expect uh, from the Cleveland side of things. And then on top of everything, no Nick Chubb. So we don't know how the handoffs mm-hmm. are going to go. The rushing game, you would think... It will be mostly Kareem Hunt, but you never know. Maybe they keep Kareem Hunt in the exact role that they have for him Ah, and let Dearness Johnson take over the Nick Chubb role because he didn't do bad. Why change it up so much? So I am putting Dearness Johnson in probably as many lineups as I can get him in unless I just have elite running backs. So I'm looking forward to that one. Then you have New York and Dallas, <laughs> Giants and Cowboys. Please, Giants, win this game. <laughs> I, I, this would be the. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not even a, 
a <laughs> Giants fan. I'm not a Eagles fan. I'm not a football team fan. <laughs> that is a. I'm not a Redskins fan. I'm sorry. I have to say for I that know, one. That too. one doesn't make any sense. But I, I just can't stand the Cowboys. And when everybody's talking them up, like, oh, McCarthy, he's going to really make this team a lot better than they were last year. They're, they're going to be a for sure playoff team. And they're one in three. Come on. They're they should be 0 and 4 too. Their offense is great, but they should be 0 and 4. Everything else is bad. And but the Cowboys offense fantasy-wise has been amazing. So yeah. that leads me to believe that this is going to be a trick game. <laughs> and I'm going to be fading Dallas and DFS, hoping everybody else will take them and they have a subpar game and I Here's pick the, the right why. team. <laughs> because in DFS, they're going to be expensive. So That's you true. don't want to touch it because they're going to be extra expensive because they're going against the Giants. That could be. You don't want to touch it. You want to just leave that alone and find something else. And you start nobody on the Giants, more than likely. Maybe Evan Ingram if you're hurting. <laughs> if you're in DFS, is the only way, if you're hurting maybe as well. But DFS is the only reason. I mean, he, it has to be a good value to where at least you're – not spending a bunch, man. And there's nobody else I can no. really want on that team that I'm thinking, yes, give me some of that guy. No. I just, Then the Sunday night game, Minnesota versus Seattle. Minnesota looked like their offense clicked a lot more this week. It's helped that Justin Jefferson has been looking really good. That has opened things up for Adam Thielen, I think, maybe a little bit. Dalvin Cook's been amazing. But again, it is the Seattle Seahawks. They are a 4-0 football team. You can't take them lightly, even though their defense mm-hmm. isn't exactly the greatest. And speaking of Seattle Seahawks defense, Jamal Adams got me zero points this last week. What <laughs> the heck happened there? Like, they were in a game where it wasn't a blowout, so we got taken off the field, or they just weren't throwing his dr- I don't know what happened, but... I was not very happy to see that Jamal Adams got me zero points in IDP. Yeah, that's kind of strange. But you're not sitting anybody that you were playing uh, for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson. They are all elite options at this point. Yes, Tyler Lockett had that one bad drop and didn't have a ton of catches this last week, but you're not pulling them out of your lineup. So don't even think about it. I I can tell you why Jamal Adams didn't get any points for you. Why? He didn't play. He didn't play. He, He was inactive. I must have missed that at the very end, huh? That yeah, is see. weird. It says Seattle, Seattle Seahawks have declared uh, safety Jamal Adams and a bunch of other guys uh, inactive for week four. Yeah, they, he didn't play. Oh, well, that would make yep. sense then. I must have missed that one. I and, didn't and know that, he was the only reason an injury. I, I didn't look at it too much because yeah. <laughs> that team that I have him on is just a garbage team. I know it's going to end up being absolute garbage. So uh, I You're don't have a lot. It. I am not in You're it. still in it <laughs> right now. You are. It. I'm like, what, four and four or something? And I don't know. I won a game with less than 200 points this week. <laughs> That's bad. I'm not. It still means you're in it. Anything can happen. No, no, Anything. No. You're four and four. You're four and four. Yeah. That's still, that's almost wild card. Hey, I got a question on this team, oh, on this no, league. No, Did we change, did we change the wild card to seven or is it still six? Uh, we did not talk about changing it to seven, so. Okay. Just yeah. one. We would have to, to have clear. like, well, I guess we wouldn't have to have an extra week. There'd just be the one, one by 
just like to be the one by for the yeah. number one team. Yeah, but no, we did not talk about changing it to that. So let's talk that. about it. I want to see if anyone wants to do that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> then we <laughs> not have this year, but next yeah. year. <laughs> then we have the Monday night game, which is Justin Herbert versus Drew Brees. A lot of uh, question marks there. If you had Austin Eckler, hopefully you have one of those backups to put in, uh, Josh Kelly or Justin Jackson. Again, I'm assuming it's going to be Josh Kelly, even though he's had a bit of a fumbling fumbling problem. And then you're playing the same old, same old for New Orleans, and there's, there's nothing you can do about that. I don't see any sneaky starts here. Um I don't think either team is uh, especially bad against any uh, type of position. So it is what it is for Monday night football. It's going to be kind of, I think it's going to be a very lackluster game. I would not be putting too much money on that being a high scoring game, but I could be wrong. What's going on with Michael Thomas? Give us a little update. A little update on Michael Thomas. Uh, I think he has a possibility of playing this okay. coming week. Let me see if I can find. Oh, here's something here. Let me see if I can. I just uh, scroll through all these other guys. I don't care about Julio Jones. Or Thomas. Is Michael Thomas playing week five? Last week, Thomas. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I guess there's a possibility. It's basically what it's saying. We don't really know for sure. Yeah, but let me look real quick. I got one spot that I will look. Let's see if I can. Okay. Michael Thomas, limited practice last week, but decided against. Is probably the best for his okay. long term. Eh, I'll have to wait at least one more week. So, yeah, we have Come no on, idea. Man. <laughs> Come on. It Let's get out there, man. What it is. All right. It's, like the, opposite. it's the opposite of uh, Devontae Adams. He wanted to get out there, right. and he couldn't get out there. <laughs> that is true. All right. Well, we have gone like way, way over. We normally even do, but that <laughs> is okay. Um, good luck on your week five matchups uh, this Sunday. I will definitely be there in the morning again for any start and sit questions. So look forward to that. Um, Tom is more than like more than welcome to join me if he is not super busy like he has been. But oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. Uh, hopefully it's things. Insane. Hopefully things will settle down for you soon and you don't have to uh, hold your breath (laughs) (laughs) all right that is going to do it for us everybody thank you for joining us on twitch twitch.tv slash fantasy fuel if you were out in podcast land where you can find us everywhere don't forget to check us out on sunday morning we would be more than willing to walk you through some dfs lineups like we normally do and all that good stuff so i look forward to seeing you all there and uh, don't forget stay fueled up until thursday night